Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two bits of business for you. Well, one bit of conjecture, but first a bit of business. The hottest guests in the game. To be a general manager in this league, every now and then you got to do something outside of the box. Access you won't get anywhere else. Connor McDavid is not going to be denied. At some point, he's just going to pick this team up and put it on his back. Well, the Edmonton Oilers just went full Harlem Globetrotters on that. This is Leon Dreisaitl. I'm Darnell Nurse. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on your home for Oilers Hockey. 630 Chan. Now, here's Brandon Escott. Well, we keep waiting for the page to turn here in what's been an ugly start to 2023-24 for the Edmonton Oilers. And it just won't happen. They're still trying to nurse something along, trying to nudge it across the finish line. It's not happening right now. They fell once again in frustrating fashion. 3-0 the final against the New York Rangers. All those goals coming in the third, or pardon me, the second period of the game. It's another instance, as you'll hear in our audio vault, where they played portions of a hockey game, but if you're not playing 60 minutes of one, it seems like you're unable to come out on the winning side. I'm not paying close enough attention to the opponents to tell you with certainty whether they are playing full 60-minute hockey games, but what I do know is that Edmonton has come out seven times this year, and they have three total points to show for it. One win and one picked up in the extra frame, the loser's point in overtime. It's Oilers Now, it's Brought to you, as always, by World of Spas. It's a Friday, and because the Heritage Classic is just a couple of days away, a kickoff event taking place right now in Ice District, hosted by Bob Stoffer. So you're hearing from me, and it's going to be you and I breaking down what we saw last night and, frankly, what we continue to see, or maybe what we're continuing not to see out of a group that has failed to produce offensively. That was supposed to be the calling card of this team. 
And now they can't score goals, which is troubling when your starting goaltender's goals saved above expected is negative five and a half. That means Stuart Skinner was supposed to have, I'm not sure who's expecting it, but allegedly it's expected. He's supposed to have stopped like six goals that have gone in. And that's not necessarily a direct reflection of his play. Situations that he's being put in, I mean, probably not spectacular either when you're talking about some of the golden opportunities that have been handed out to the opposing team's offense time and again. And and what I find myself saying right now, moreover than anything else, is a lot of the same issues that I was talking about last year. Nobody in the bottom six can score. And when I say nobody, I literally mean nobody. You look at five of them, there's zero points between them combined. That's Matthias Janmark, Adam Ernie, Connor Brown, Derek Ryan, Ryan McLeod. There's five players through seven games played, more or less, for each of them, and none of them have points. Zero. <laughs> so when you're playing without your top dog, and it's a team that gets a lot of flack for being a one-man team, a two-man team, which I really don't buy, but they're kind of falling into that narrative right now. So where where's the production been for the rest of the lineup? I mean, Zach Hyman's a point-of-game guy right now. Evan Bouchard is a point-of-game guy right now. He's also a dash eight. And this whole lineup, frankly, is, is significantly in the minus. So there's a lot wrong with this team right now, and we're going to break it down over the next two hours. want you to send me a text at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. There's got to be something that you've identified in this team. And to me, there's a lot of different ways. I don't think that there's necessarily a wrong answer right now within reason within reason. But I don't think there's a ton of wrong answers right now as to what's plaguing this team. So let's explore what you've seen. 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. The top story today uh, is really that the team is, is just stuck in the starter's gate. They're stuck in the mud puddle, according to head coach Jay Woodcroft. But, I mean, somebody tied their shoes together and they have tripped out of the block, man. And that is the top story brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. The good news with respect to the top story is that the Heritage Classic is in town. And perhaps that's an opportunity to flip the script. It's something entirely unique. You can approach it. like it's it doesn't have to be tied in any manner to the sour taste that should accompany a two or pardon me a one five and one start to the season let's get into the oilers now audio vault brought to you by direct workwear check out their new fr parka with enhanced warming features for only 270 dollars in edmonton and 
Grand in Fort McMurray. Might have to swing by there uh, ahead of the Heritage Classic. I have a feeling I'm going to be cold. You might want to do the same. I'll tell you what, I spared you the audio recap because there was really no highlights from Edmonton's perspective last night. I could have just played one amazing Stuart Skinner save, but maybe we'll use it as a return. Other than that, this is a team that is is evidently frustrated and justifiably so. But the answers have to come from within this room. I mean, there's no other way to go about this. They don't have any salary cap space. Welcome to the NHL in 2023. They're stuck right now, says the head coach. We are in the mud puddle. We are. Um, But our way forward is to work together uh, to find a way. And I think you find a way to, to get two points and then you build off of that. As soon as Sunday, they certainly hope so. And they get an opportunity against a Calgary team who is perhaps the only story more peculiar than them. They can't score either. Woodcroft on the Oilers. We have belief in the people in our room. We have uh, a group that's been together here for a while that has been through tough times before. um, And that knows the answers are within the room. Um, But there has to be... uh, a collective um, coming together to solve problems. And uh, right now, um, we're, not at, we're not functioning on every cylinder yet. So here's what I see right now. When I watch this team, and this was highlighted a lot last night, but it's been apparent to me, they are thinking at every stage And hockey right now is way too fast a game for you to have to think. You need to be reacting. You need to be in a flow state. And right now, and I don't know whether this is a direct result of them trying to tweak the defensive scheme, but it looks like everyone in an Oilers sweater is unsure of where they're supposed to be. Uh, They're not playing well off of one another. This is very evident five on five and probably a big part of the reason they're not scoring there at all but hockey is too quick a game to be played with your brain firing in in the present context it's got to be reactionary it cannot be processing and thinking every it just looks slow and so if you're sitting there in your easy chair thinking man it looks like they're getting beat to every puck it looks like defensively they're not sure or where's their active stick that's really been one for me as as you're kind of spinning around and identifying who you need to be keeping track of or what part of the ice you're responsible for. Now your stick's not moving. Now the pass gets through and now it's in the back of the net. I've seen it too often and I'm by no means an expert and I'd like to think that as they get more comfortable with this and it becomes more natural that this sort of thing will wane and maybe that's what they're talking about when they say that it's going to take time to adjust to the system but boy oh boy that's what I saw last night. I saw a Rangers team that was two steps ahead of Edmonton on almost everything when they were tracking Edmonton down trying to return the puck and turn it back over uh, when they were playing offensively and, and whipping the puck around 
around in, in the offensive zone. The Rangers had something that Edmonton didn't last night, and I wonder if it's because Edmonton's thinking too hard right now. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Maybe I'm out of left field on that one, but I'd love to know what you think about it. Uh, Cracker Jack has weighed in out of Saskatchewan, saying any chance that Lavoie or Peterson, maybe Xavier Borgo, could get called up. They've been playing well in the minors. And this is where I reference you back to the fact that because Connor McDavid is not on the long-term injured reserve, which is good news, by the way, they don't get any salary cap relief from that. So they are as tight as they can possibly get to the cap. They don't get to make a roster move up or down. <laughs> it's, I, I just Listen, I want to bang my head against the wall when I hear dollar in, dollar out, just as hard as you do. But this is where they're at right now. The injury report is coming right up around the corner, and I think Ron McLean gave us a pretty good hint yesterday as to the status of the Oilers' captain. Things are, are looking pretty good, but we are still inside the Direct Workwear Audio Vault right now, believe it or not. This was the update on McDavid from Jay Woodcroft's postgame last night. I haven't even thought like that just yet. I, you know, I think for him, he knows his body better than anybody. Um, you know, we'll see where he is tomorrow. I think he had a good day today. Uh, I wouldn't rule it out, um, but I'm not saying he's going to play or, or not play. Uh, we have some time here before Sunday's game. We'll see. So we started by sort of pondering the idea of because the game's outdoors, if that factors into McDavid's return, or would you rather him return to more of a natural environment, less variables, that kind of thing? Uh, I suspect he's only going to return to the ice if he's convinced he's not going to re-injure himself. I think that would be priority one. But the other thing to consider is they're not doing an alumni game. They're, they're taking every step possible, even to the detriment of the fans, if you ask some of the fans. <laughs> Uh, they're doing all that to preserve the quality of the ice for the safety of these players. So I think if McDavid does return, it would be to basically the same kind of ice surface that he's going to be playing on at Rogers Place or anywhere else. Um, we talk about the system here, and that's really been the focal point because it's something that we knew the team was changing in the offseason, and boy, has it ever been on display. They have the 30th ranked goals against average, and that's the team stat, right? So if you dig into the goaltending, stats gets a little bit uglier but after last night this is where they sit in the bottom three teams of the league as far as goals against average and that is because of everybody's play says Zach Hyman there's not one guy off to a, a poor start it's collectively as a group you know we're an offensive team we scored zero goals today you know like uh, you we blame, you know, a lot of the, the blames on our D zone, our defensive system, our, our defense. We didn't score anything today, you know. So there's no, there's no finger pointing. It's everybody in the room has to take a step and elevate their game like we know we can. They had five shots on goal. Five shots on goal after 20 minutes. They had three shots on goal at about the second television timeout in uh, in the first period last night against the Rangers. And it's just puzzling to me because you're facing the team's backup goaltender in Jonathan Quick. I mean, just throw the puck on. I know it's more complicated than that, but it sh- it shouldn't have to be. And when I talked to Ryan Nugent Hopkins at, at the interview, or the pardon me, the intermission, the walk off there little two-question interview. 
hey, the first of all, yes, the ceremony did impact the start to that game. So if you saw both teams come out sluggish, yeah, that was by, by Nuge's own admission. But they had 40 minutes thereafter to figure it out, even though they're professional athletes and probably could have got it figured out a lot sooner than that. Um, and it just didn't seem to happen. It was a letdown in the second period. They played fine in the third, but by then it was too late. And they still didn't score, and they weren't facing Igor Shosturkin. Again, I say they were facing Jonathan Quick. So disappointing 100%. Craig texting us here, 780-496-0063, says, first of all, the team is lifeless, has no jam right now. This Battle of Alberta on Sunday is not must-watch TV. Extremely disappointed in this club, says Craig, who I think speaks for a lot of people right now. Uh, the saving grace for the Heritage Classic is that Calgary's not rolling in here on any sort of heater. They've lost four games in a row, so the desperation levels, frankly, should be quite equal, and it's as equal an opportunity for each of these clubs to gain some footing with the whole league spotlight on each of them, and respectively, <laughs> there's been a lot of scrutiny on each of these clubs for the last couple of years so uh, all this to say we have a huge game coming up on sunday five o'clock puck drop right here on 6 30 chad an extended face-off show starts at three o'clock we'll get you set up reed wilkins perched there at commonwealth stadium for the face-off show and then we've got the live play-by-play as well what do you think of the start to the season i know you don't think it's good but i'm wondering what you're seeing when you're watching this team i just gave you some of the coles notes from what I've picked up on. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Is there something I'm missing? Let me know. We'll dig into this as the show goes on. It's Brendan Escott with you in today. Bob Stoffer's hosting the kickoff for the Heritage Classic. So you're talking to me on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's Brendan Escott with you. We're uh, sort of debriefing what's been a frustrating start to the season for the Edmonton Oilers. Lots of great texts here at 780-496-0063. We'll get to those momentarily. Let's quickly get into NHL Today, which is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialists. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. We do have some action already underway in the NHL that I remember to bring up the scoreboard? You bet I did. In deep in the second period, the Golden Knights playing host to Connor Bedard and the Blackhawks. They are knotted at two. Uh, Carolina home to San Jose. They are up a goal halfway through the first period. Devils and Sabres tied at a goal apiece halfway through the first. Capitals are home to the Wild, who do lead the home side by a goal. A little later on tonight, the Coyotes hosting the Kings and the Vancouver Canucks home to the St. Louis Blues. Blues, who handed Calgary a loss last night. Now, Senators defenseman uh, Thomas Shabbat is going to miss five, or pardon me, four to six weeks with a broken hand suffered last night. Same night that Eric Brandstrom left on a stretcher after a hit from Cal Clutterbuck. This is the team that's already playing without Artem Zub, so uh, things could be worse on the injury front for sure. Uh, conversely, though, the Hurricanes welcome back former second overall pick Andre Svechnikov to the lineup. 
He's recovered from an ACL injury. Toronto reassigned 19-year-old forward Fraser Minton to the WHL's Kamloops Blazers. He surprisingly made the Leafs out of camp. Former Oiler William Lagason called up in his spot. Bakersfield starting back-to-back road games against Tucson tonight. Tomorrow night as well, the Oil Kings in Medicine Hat taking on 16-year-old Phenom Gavin McKenna and the Tigers. They will head back home tomorrow and host Portland at Rogers Place. Golden Bears are on a bye this week, but uh, the Saskatoon you Sask Huskies coming to town on November 3rd and 4th. Uh, it sounds like, as Randy told us in the last newscast, the McEwen Griffins have some action this weekend as well. 780-496-0063 is the Ashley Fine Floors text line, and we are loaded up on texts. This texter says the team was not playing any better with McDavid in the lineup. Got another texter saying the team didn't protect McDavid, and now this is where they're at right now. Uh, this texter, uh, yeah, Farmer Ed, saying that I agree with you, Brendan, that they're overthinking things and certainly getting beat to pucks right now. Like I said in a previous text, it looks like five guys watching a puck. We know that that form of defense doesn't work from previous years. So Farmer Ed sees the defense either executing similar to previous years or perhaps uh, performing. I mean, it's not supposed to be the same defense, but the result has been the same, if not worse, frankly. So something has to give here and sooner than later, hopefully as soon as Sunday. We'll talk about the Oilers, the Heritage Classic, and the rest of the NHL's headlines with Daily Faceoffs Frank Saravalli. He joins us for the horses after a global news weather traffic update.